0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: I want to give a shout out to Ruben and his podcast, Hoops and Hefeweizen, which is a MAVS-oriented podcast. Thank you for all your support.
2: guys welcome to another episode of the hoops and have a license podcast i'm alex
1: and i'm reddit mavericks
2: and so today, uh, I alluded to this earlier on Twitter this morning, uh, you guys are getting this on Sunday instead of Saturday, like last week. Uh, but instead of it being a holiday, being the reason, uh, the reason is because we have got a super megapod for you. It's going to be at least an hour and a half, maybe even two hours long. We've got two special guests. We've got, we've got Bobby Kerala of da- of mavs.com, and we've got Skylar in Dallas as well. Um, very well known for his fan recreations of jerseys. So uh, we talked to Bobby about uh, Detective Pikachu, about Mavericks, different players, uh, Pokemon teams. We talked to him about the Mavericks in general, um, and we talked to Skylar about uh, jerseys, Mavs jerseys, his favorite non Mavs jerseys. And we talked to him about the Mavs in general too.
1: we Definitely uh, bullshitted, but
2: yeah. we bullshitted quite a bit <laughs> with both of them. And it was a lot of fun. Oh yeah. So this is one of those things that, you know, if you have the time, be ready, enjoy it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Both interviews were a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed having both of them on me too. Um, Anything that you want to touch on before we move on to our first interview with Bobby?
1: No, this is a long ass podcast, so it is um, just get right to it. Please
2: get right to it. Also, just so you know, there are some minor spoilers for Detective Pikachu. If you care today uh, for the podcast, we've got Bobby Corolla Mavs.com to talk a little bit maps, a little bit Pokemon and
3: a lot of Detective Pikachu. Uh, how are you doing today, Bobby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm loaded up on craft mac and cheese now that it is like it's okay for Mavs fans to eat that. Uh oh, yeah. I'm enjoying my weekend. I'm enjoying my weekend. How are y'all? Oh doing great. Yeah, that that
2: crafts Twitter account is now my favorite brand Twitter account that exists.
1: Got it. Hate- I hate brands on Twitter, but it's cool. <laughs> like.
3: Wow! First off, let me just say, as a as a brand person myself, uh, I resent that. But I'm trying to figure out who runs the social for them, and I, I just have no idea. Like, I've looked on LinkedIn, I've looked on their company website. They don't have a staff directory, and I'm like, I just want to find whoever that person is and give them the biggest hug. But I just can't. I can't solve the mystery. Oh man. <laughs>
2: See, I, I didn't think about the Mavs Twitter account being a brand Twitter account. Yeah, me neither. I was yeah, thinking more cool. like fast food restaurants and... Oh, and, like Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's, Burger King. Now, was, apparently, Kraft Mac and Cheese. Like uh, the Moon Belt Pie. Bowl is another big one. Yeah. yeah. Moon
1: Pie is a big one. Moon Pie used to be big.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. yeah, Moon Pie used to just, like... It was weird. They would have, like, deep, like, mental health discussions on their feed, and I'd be like, what's going on? Seriously? Like, I just yeah. want to eat, like unhealthy snacks <laughs> like, I,
2: mean, I mean that's the other one also the, it's very unexpected like uh, the
1: frozen meats
3: company i don't even remember what they're called they have one that's really active uh could be jimmy dean i think you might be thinking of that I, i'm pretty sure uh, i've seen some of their tweets before
1: or i know um what brand is it uh hamburger helper they still uh, follow, they still they? follow me on my on my uh, personal account
3: which that's is cool. Did
1: yeah. you piss off hamburger or something? No, no. I mean, they followed me because like, I guess like four or five years ago, it was like a huge thing. Like they're talking about like a rap one day and most of the friends I have from Twitter are like rap fans. And so we're talking about all stuff and like including like just adding them in and they're like communicating with us and they followed like five of my other friends. And so we're just like, oh, okay, cool. Like even to this day, like they still unfollowed us. So I'm like, okay, like
2: well, they're oh, that's help. awesome. Okay. It's a nice boost for your clout. It's very nice. Oh, man, I remember when clout was important. Check
3: your clout score like once a week at least.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was on that thing all the time back when it first came out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you got to add your Twitter. You got to add your, your Facebook. Got to add your LinkedIn
3: profile. Everything. And it always made you an expert in something that like like I was an expert in potato chips and like I don't even talk about <laughs> chips. Like I talk about basketball, but that was like the fifth thing listed. I was an expert in like chips and dogs and I love dogs and I love chips, but I'm not an expert in either. <laughs> That's
2: hilarious. And the fact that you weren't an expert, number one in basketball is even more
3: hilarious. I'm not an expert now, as the great Jonathan Chark says no one is an expert only god is an expert so uh that's that's the, the the rule i subscribe to
2: that's good that's a good rule that's that's why we don't try and say that we're smart about anything that we talk about on this podcast so um bobby i know that you the reason we first had you on was so we could talk about detective pikachu uh
3: what were your initial thoughts about the movie oh my initial thoughts i'm glad that you mentioned that by the way because that was very high in the contract we had to talk about the movie first uh i went and saw it on thursday night uh, with one of my buddies and his wife and i had pretty low expectations honestly um it kind of looked corny i guess from the preview but i really really enjoyed it i'm gonna be honest i really enjoyed and and just to kind of give a little bit of background uh i really like pokemon a lot like I've played every game except for black and white and black and white too, but I've played every other game. Uh, even the newest ones like ultra sun and ultra moon. Uh, I still battle online with some of my friends. Like I'm, I'm real nerdy about it, really into it. And so, uh, it was very, it was very important that I go watch the movie, but I didn't know how good it was going to be, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, like the scene with Mr. Mime was hilarious. Oh, I thought man, Ryan I Reynolds was a pretty good Pikachu. He had a lot of sass. Um, Overall, I just I thought, you know, for a kids movie, and obviously everything Pokemon ever does with kids in mind, and so uh, you can't get too kind of crude with the humor, or the plot can't be too complicated or anything. But uh, I thought they did a really good job. I, I really enjoyed it a lot. What, yeah. both of y'all seen it? Yeah, yeah, yes.
2: I saw it uh, Friday morning uh, by myself. Morning, you get that I, early bird pricing. Yeah, seven dollars for a ticket can't go wrong. Yeah, nice. By the way, before we deep dive, do you
3: have a DFW movie theater chain of choice? Uh, Well, I will always uh, pledge myself to Cinemark until I die because from 2007 to 2011, uh, I worked at Cinemark in Louisville. And in fact, my last shift... At that Cinemark Theater, uh, the one at Vista Ridge, well, RIP Vista Ridge Mall. It's now Music City Mall. But my last shift at that theater was the same day that the Mavs blew uh, the big lead in Portland, Game 4 of 2011. So, oh, uh, man. Yeah, so I kind, <laughs> of, like, I kind of quit the job because I thought they were going to go on a run that year, and I didn't want to miss any of the games. Um and then, of course, as I'm sitting in box office getting text updates from my dad because I didn't have a smartphone at the time. Uh, that was when I was like, well, the Mavs are going to lose in the first round again, and I'm not going to have a job. So this summer is going to suck pretty bad. But, of course, they ended up re- salvaging it. But, uh, yeah, Cinemark forever. OK, see, I worked at AMC North Park
2: for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Um, Rivals. But my go to is always Alamo Draft House. Just can't get nice. away from them
3: you go to the one in uh on south side of lamar or over and i know there's one like in richardson i think yeah there's actually
2: quite a few now so there's like lake highlands there's richardson and then there's the cedars location those are the three big dallas ones i always go to richardson Got just because they were the first one yeah. um and living close to there i hate driving to cedars it's terrible
3: Mm. Yeah, the one in Richardson's nice. I went to school at UTD, so I remember I think it opened like the summer I graduated or something. So it was a pretty big deal whenever it opened up.
2: It yeah, it's like 2013, I think. That yeah, it opened. yeah. Let's
1: see, I saw it yesterday at AMC. Um, let's see, I prefer to go to... I prefer to go to Draft House when I can. Um, unfortunately, I watch a lot of movies with like my little brother and like my mom. They don't get like the whole like reason why a Draft House is super cool. So it's like they don't want to, you know, try something different.
2: So, yeah, yeah. See, I go because of their very strict no talk and no text policy.
1: Yeah, I love that fucking
2: policy. <laughs> but are they are they pretty hardcore with that? They're very hardcore. Like really? you, get, yes. you get one warning and then if if you still do it after one warning, they throw you out of the movie without oh, a refund. That's awesome. Good for them. Yeah. That's great. I love that's it. That's great. Yeah.
1: So much. <laughs> that's yeah, it is a really real good place to watch a movie. movie. Yeah.
2: That's the real reason that I go. Yeah. Uh, the other stuff is nice, but the you can't talk and you can't text and people respect that. That's the reason that I choose (laughs) them over everybody else. Yeah, no,
3: that is awesome.
2: Cool. But back to the actual movie, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was interesting seeing them do some pretty big twists that would be hard for younger kids to follow, I think. Um, I also really expected the uh, r to be Team Rocket, and it wasn't.
1: Me too. Yeah, I thought it was Team Rocket the entire time. And I was like, where are they going to show up? Where are they going to show up?
3: Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, of all the letters to pick, like, come on. They had to choose R. They knew that that was going to be a thing, right? I think they did it on purpose. Yeah, and I I don't know how, like, how spoiler heavy we need to get or... I guess it doesn't really matter if we spoil like a PG kids movie, but, uh, I don't know if they set themselves up for a sequel. So maybe in the sequel, it turns out to be that it is team rocket or something. Uh, I have no idea, but yeah, I I was kind of, I I was pretty upset, honestly, whenever it turned out to just be non rocket affiliated.
1: Right. it's just like, well, I mean, like, I guess like also like, I guess this movie occurs like in, region that's not Kanto or Johto, yeah. so I, I it guess doesn't like, doesn't make it
2: doesn't exist sense. in any region technically, unless it's like a sword and shield region, but we don't know that yet.
1: True. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, I highly doubt. I don't know if they would have planned that, but... <sighs> I love the movie. That movie had so much fan service. Uh, that scene with Mr. Mime was the most hilarious thing I'd ever seen. Oh, it was so funny! <laughs> and oh. I, like my, my girlfriend was like, "Did they kill Mr. Mime?" And I was like, "I have
3: no idea." <laughs> like, yeah, like we yeah. never got to check back in with Mr. Mime after that. Like he, he wasn't never up He wasn't anywhere. He <laughs> really <laughs> might have burned to death. Yeah, so That's we, crazy. we'll never
1: know. We'll never know.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that was yeah, it was awesome. I mean, like th- they made a pokemon movie into like a film noir kind of style mystery and it wasn't like hacky yeah it was pretty solid it was pretty solid all around it looked great like the the colors were awesome the lights were cool i thought some of the pokemon looked kind of corny but uh like i thought they did a really good job with pikachu i thought magikarp was super awesome like it looked really like a fish
1: that's what Uh, i that's what i told alex yesterday i was yeah uh, Dude, it looks exactly like a fish. It does.
2: The way that they redid Psyduck looks really good. Because I remember in the first couple of trailers, he was more scaly. And then they added some fur to him for the movie. And it looked really good.
3: Feathery sort of. I mean, because ducks have feathers. And so I think some of that stuff was kind of shocking. Like... Looking at charizard and seeing like, oh my God he looks like a dragon but he really because he kind of is a dragon he's yeah. a lizard right and so uh in the games whenever it's all like 2d and 8 bit they're not gonna make him seem all scaly, but that's what he would really look like if it if he really walk to the earth so
1: Lickitung was gross
3: yeah was pretty <laughs> nasty it
1: was so gross i was like oh, i hated it i was just looking at, it, i was like i hate this one so much
3: but mewtwo looked badass too i mean like yeah. all of like the prominent prominently featured pokemon i thought would well, looked really cool yeah it really, it good. really good. i also I
2: liked how the cg was awaited because i think There are a lot of CG heavy movies that it doesn't really feel like the characters are actually part of the movie. Uh, The first couple of Transformers movies are a good example of that. Uh, But with this one, it really felt like the characters were actually in the
3: world. It didn't feel like they were separated in any way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The scenes where, like, he's walking through at the beginning, walking through kind of like the market at night, acting like he's on, like, an acid trip where there's oh, this fun yeah. all, like, they're all intermingling together, you know? Yeah. And it, it didn't look, like, it didn't look fake. It looked pretty pretty authentic and pretty real. So, yeah, I thought they did a really, really good job. I think it was hilarious that
1: they had that Machamp, like, directing traffic.
3: Yeah, so just sleeping sleep and, in the middle of the street. Yeah, right. That was like Those That, really gotta cool. get that man, like, a hoka like, flute yeah was also great. is this
1: the it.
2: best version of ditto ever oh yeah absolutely dude god it was great ditto was terrifying <laughs> like it threw me off even like i was like oh okay i didn't know that ditto could do that
1: it was so huge, cool yeah i know i was like and it has the beady eyes dude the mm-hmm. beady eyes are terrifying
3: yeah that was true when those glasses came off i was like oh my god <laughs> Oh, it would scare the crap out of me if I was like six, seven years I old, you know? I
1: was like, oh, the yeah. They got us. Because I wasn't expecting that to be like the one of the twists. And I was like, holy crap, they did really well with this. So. Yeah.
3: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was really solid. It was
2: a really good reveal, too, because even before he took the sunglasses off, I'm like, OK, so what did they do here? And then he took the sunglasses off and revealed it was Ditto. And I was like, oh,
3: wow, this is way more of a twist than I expected yeah I mean it got pretty dark there for a minute oh yeah kind of the theme in it and everything and like in some of these past movies I I don't really know anything about the movies that came out basically after like Pokemon 2000 but Pokemon the first movie like the one with Mewtwo and Mew I mean that was a pretty dark movie too and then the next one Pokemon 2000 with all the legendary birds that was like apocalyptic so in some of these movies they get pretty pretty dark
1: yeah yeah and I think this. I think this movie is, is is canon. Actually, in the games. Oh yeah. Because like they mentioned Kanto, and they mentioned that Mewtwo like escaped Kanto like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy, and there's a guy in the trade. There's a guy um, when they're mentioning like the Pokemon battles and all that stuff. The guy with the hat looks like Red. <laughs> it looks oh. like Red's hat. So I'm like, that has to be Red. Like in my yeah, head, I'm like, be that's
3: like that. it has Red. Red by now would be uh, he couldn't be. 10 years old still right he'd, yeah, to he'd be like yeah, he, was older.
1: he looked older I don't know if he was it looked like he was like 25 maybe 30 like in the like in on the in the I'm watching it again tomorrow so I'm I'm going okay. in with like I'm going in with more like with wanting to observe more so
2: yeah I'm gonna take my five year old to go watch it now that I think that she'll enjoy
3: it yeah it's pretty kid friendly right yeah. Oh, yeah yeah a lot of laughs yeah. It's
1: good, good laughs for kids and adults. Like there's enough yeah, sure. And, and while
2: it's like very dark, I don't think it's so dark that a kid's gonna be like, oh my god,
3: what did I just see? No, no, not at all. No, uh, not at all, yeah. I think it'll be a little jumpy, like with the oh, Ditto yeah. reveal. That would that kind of scared me and I'm I'm an old man. But uh, uh yeah, there were overall. a couple of of jump
2: scares like with uh when you find out who actually made the the car get destroyed yeah
3: oh yeah I man, was that like... whole thing was kind of freaky
2: yeah like yeah. the 3d real space yeah
1: that was okay. weird yeah that was really cool can't wait till can't wait till we have vr like that
3: <laughs> oh man <laughs> was... that's probably what cuban is working on right now
1: right now yeah hopefully
2: Yes. It's gonna be like on the court. You're gonna you're just gonna see Dirk on the court, doing a, a fadeaway in the middle of a game.
3: Oh like man! Half-time, hopefully, half-time uh, just, hopefully like a trip back in time, not Dirk as we know him.
1: Yeah,
2: no, right no, 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 no. It would <laughs> have to be like 20 year old Dirk, 25
3: year old Dirk, yes, with the one that like, would be that would be pretty badass.
1: Wouldn't be badass. Sweet.
3: Yeah. All in all, a big year for me. The last calendar year, I started thinking about that. Like, since the beginning of last June, there's been Luca, uh, a queen biopic, I guess Freddie. Uh, yeah. The Mavs yeah. get Chris Stapps, and then Detective Pikachu comes out. So, like, you think about the last 10, 11 months, these have been pretty, it's pretty good time for me personally. So, I just want to say thank you, Earth, <laughs> for uh, allowing this to happen. What about Endgame, though? What did you is that on your radar too or uh no? man I, i'm not trying to be like a take artist or anything but i just don't really like superhero movies so hey that's fair that's yeah fine. that's fine. i'm not gonna i'm not like the <laughs> anti game of thrones truther people where it's like oh this actually sucks i just don't really like them so yeah.
2: hey i never said it. i actually <laughs> no, i did say that it sucks you did say it sucks oh wow <laughs> are, you a,
3: are you a film elitist
2: uh, no, I watch a lot of films, but I'm not an elitist. Yeah. I was going to say, cause we just spent like 15 minutes talking about detective Pikachu. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at, at one point I was watching like 50 to 60 movies in the theater every year.
3: Fuck. Wow. <laughs> well, I guess if you work at, I mean, if you work at a theater, then you probably had tickets, right? Well, back when I worked at AMC, yeah. Uh, but I watched it
2: way less because I enjoyed working 60 hours every week instead. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But I used to work Sunday through Thursday, which meant I have I had every single Friday off. Yeah. But my kid would still go to school. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go watch two to three movies back to back every single Friday because there's nothing better to do.
3: Nice. Hey, that's not a bad way to live. man. I love going to the movies. It's a shame that it's so expensive now, but I guess everything is so expensive. But I've always, always really, really liked going to movie theaters
2: it's a really fun experience it's a way to get away and feel like you're on a vacation without actually going anywhere yeah for sure for sure but staying on the pokemon track a little bit and maybe pivoting towards the Mavs a little bit too um ruben made uh pokemon teams for each of the mavericks and i think that we wanted to
1: well, shop a lot of, those, a lot yeah, of them, anyway. Yeah, talk shop with you
2: a little bit. Yeah. Okay,
1: all right, let's do it. So a lot of them, anyway. There's some guys where I'm just like, ah, I don't want to think about it right now. But, um, okay, so like, for instance, Luka, Um, I love Luca, but I know he's like, just guys done with his rookie year. So I didn't want to give him anyone that was like overly powerful yet. Yeah. And just like, the like guys who are, you know, Pokemon that would be powerful in the future. Um, so like Growlithe, you know. Dragonair, um, Tyrogue, um Okay Rock, Rockruff, and um Sievel were the were Gosh. the were the five that I thought of. And I'm also i thinking like Growlithe, Dragonair, like they eventually evolve into like pseudo-legendary Pokemon. And I mean I you'll you in a little bit you'll see like I gave Dirk like all legendaries because he's Dirk. Um uh, and I thought it was a pretty good, it's a pretty well-rounded team, like Dragonair becomes Dragonite, Grouth becomes Arcanine, Tyrogue can go three ways, you know, it can go um, Hitmontop, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, just kind of depending on where you want to go with them. Uh, I know Rockroft's evolution is pretty cool. Um, Sneevel, I wanted to include because Sneevil to me is like a jerk. <laughs> a cocky jerk
3: yeah and it involves in the weebile Weebile's is even worse
1: exactly so exactly so we'll but
2: see so also is <laughs> really op so yeah, yeah uh, we exactly.
3: rules yeah. we rules
1: yeah we all fucking love <laughs> you anyway, but yeah so that's lucas team um i, I only had five for him if he wanted to add a six one i don't know you know they're gonna, these are just like off the top of my head, really.
3: Well, I think Uh it's good. Actually, it's kind of like symbolic that you left that six slot open because so much much of his career is like yet to be unfolded, right? And I guess not to get like too thoughtful about how Pokemon relates to Mavs basketball but depending on who they get this summer and kind of how the team shakes out like Luca might need to adjust the way he plays a little bit or might need to like add something new to his arsenal and like you can get a new Pokemon to kind of change that dimension of your team right maybe he needs to get a grass type maybe he needs to get a flying type you know like it kind of you might need to like adjust everything based on how things shake out so I think leaving that six slot open is pretty good
1: yeah so Dirk, okay. So Dirk, I gave him Arceus, uh, Mew, Dialga, uh, Grodon, and uh, I don't know how to say this one's last name. The one with the Y the one from the one from Pokemon Y.
3: Evalto. Um, yeah,
1: Evalto, yeah. Those were, the five, those were the, yeah, the five that I was thinking of for him.
3: Okay, let me add a six. Let me add Xerneas from X.
1: Ooh, okay.
3: Yeah, because Xerneas so is like... So both of the legendaries, okay. Oh, yeah, dude, absolutely. Xerneas is like probably... Outside of Arceus, probably the best Pokemon ever. And also, it's just like... It's so mythical and light and beautiful and kind of, yeah. you know, just very uh, very regal in the way it moves. Just like Dirk, the one was <laughs> once yeah way back but, yeah but now he's moving more like a Groudon.
1: yeah oh yeah absolutely <laughs> and i had those on there because i had rc some you on there because like he kind of he's kind of the originator of like the stretch big basically well he's even of the stretch big i uh, had Dialga on there because he, i think the is the time pokemon so it's more just like he was he was able to basic controls on destiny for so long not having to retire not having to you know his game is timeless basically stuff like that um grudon again grudon, i just like grudon as a pokemon it was one of my favorite legendaries so yeah
3: so if um, any of y'all follow vgc and this is getting super nerdy but if any of y'all follow vgc Primo Groudon is like the best pokemon in the meta so yeah uh, I'm more of a TCG person. Oh, okay.
2: Okay. But which is why I like Eveltal because Eveltal for a long time was the most powerful
3: TCG Pokemon. Yeah. There's some really really good Eveltal cards. Really good about But now it's all like Zorark and. Yeah. All these ridiculous
2: GX cards and I can't follow it anymore.
1: Yeah. yeah, dude, I quit following the game, and I've quit following the, the card game like years ago because like this is getting way too. Oh yeah, did you well, guys get
2: a booster pack when you guys watched the movie? Because I did not. I did not. I did. I, not. Did. I, I, did. I did not. Yeah,
3: I got uh, I got Detective Pikachu and Jigglypuff. Okay,
2: <laughs> I got I got Detective Pikachu. I got the coffee one. Which one did you get? Uh,
3: yeah, co- like coffee break or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got uh, more lol. As oh, okay. That's funny. Nice. Yeah. My buddy that I went with, he got uh Pikachu and Snubble. Oh nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, let's see. Snubble was so, good in the movie too. I liked I liked what they did with him.
1: Oh yeah, Snubble was kind of terrifying, but <laughs> I was always like, is he gonna like hit the kid, hit Tim, or what's he gonna do? But <laughs> yes. let's see. Let's see. For Christaps. Okay, so Christaps obviously unicorn. Um so I gave him Keldeo
3: oh
1: rapidash, nice. rapidash lapras and just because he's a really tall lanky dude i gave him draft.
3: <laughs> nice okay okay yeah i like that dude keldio very good Keldeo is, was very he good he's
1: very good i love keldio yeah that's, Keldeo that's a pretty is
3: sneaky quick too. yeah yeah all right let's see that's a pretty thing and rapidash is fast lapras is fat you know all in all pretty good overall team yeah Okay,
1: so Ryan Brokhoff. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to go Australian, you know, like um, Kangaskhan, uh, Kamala, Duduo, Sharpedo. Oh, nice. And Skiruppi. Nice. And obviously Skiruppi. And obviously these are all like based off of like animals I think I would see, like in the wild on australia so like a scorpion sharks you know yeah. emus you know uh, kangaroos and koalas like those all all those five live in live in australia yeah or ronald let's see uh brunson brunson has
3: geodude snubble uh, luxio and swallow you know, he kind of, he kind of looks like Snubble, doesn't he? That, that's not exactly not. why I had him on there. <laughs> I don't mean that that's... in an insulting way. He just kind of, he kind of looks like a Snubble. Yeah. And
1: I had Luxio yeah. on there because I know he went to Villanova, so. Oh, kinda nice. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, you know, I had homage to that because I know he loves Villanova, you know, like.
2: The Geodude for being small but tough, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah. Just being a small, tough dude and just like, just always like knowing exactly what he needs to be doing. You know, like, I feel like dude is like that in real life, if he was real. Well, Geodude is real, but,
3: you know. And also a nice, uh, in the original games, Geodude, a nice Pokemon to have on your team for HMs. Like, you need oh, Rock yeah. Smash, oh, you yeah. need Strength, yep. little Dig. Like, just he's kind of like a do-it-all sort of, like, yeah. he does all the dirty work.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, Tim Hardaway Jr., I have for him, um, Combusken, Golbat, uh, Croconaut. Tyrock, you mean? What? What? Crocker you mean? Yeah, Crocker Rock. <laughs> Tyrant. And, um,. It's just a joke. I added this as a joke because I know how Mavs Twitter feels about him sometimes. But I also put Trubbish.
3: Oh wow! <laughs> oh wow! I so know how they feel hey, about him. But I love Let trubbish. me let me swoop to Garbodor. Gar Garbodor Garbador. I don't know how you say it. Let yeah. me swoop to his defense. Pretty good. Pretty yeah, pretty yeah. useful. But like, he he does. You know, there's good and bad that yeah. comes with it also I very
2: had, useful in the TCG like Evelto Garbodor decks. oh yeah
3: absolutely Amazing. absolutely get that trash flange going
1: I had Tyron on there because I think he has a potential to be like his dad you know Tim Hardaway Sr mm. he's not quite there yet um, I have Golbat on there because let's see Golbat because he is sometimes um, <laughs> sometimes kind of annoying you know <laughs> on, the, on the field you know like yeah. I remember playing like in the older games especially like just running to Zubats and Golbats all the time and being like why mm. <laughs> am I seeing you today? But yeah. All right, Justin Jackson, which I think is like my favorite one so far. I just love his team so much. They're just all they're great they're great Pokémon. Um he has Tangula, Furret, Sudowoodo, Okay. And Vigoroth.
3: I was hoping that you would put a pseudo-Woodle on Justin Jackson's team. Uh, It's very, very fitting. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is.
1: I just, I love Justin Jackson, you know, and I, I love all these Pokemon, so
3: yeah nice and solid i would put uh i would add a lanoon on justin jackson's team Ooh. you get a belly drum up in there yeah. it's kind of i guess the same shape and size as fur pretty much it's basically the same pokemon but you get belly drum all of a sudden it unlocks him a little bit if he can get that three-point shot it's kind of difficult to set up at times you know you gotta it's it's difficult to become a 40 percent three-point shooter it's tough yeah. to get off a belly drum in, in a competitive game but if you can do it then yeah you're
1: man you're really good solid yeah um, the last one that I did, because I ran out of time, was JJ. Um, it's better so all I've dig- heroes. Yeah. So I have Diglett, Ninjask, Pikachu, Bug,
3: and Lycanroc. Oh, nice. Okay. All little, little feisty scrappy.
1: Exactly. Just feisty scrappy dudes who are just, like, willing to put in the dirty work and just willing to, like... Willing to get there. we willing to you know, try to attack bigger dudes, you know? Mm. All the time. So yeah. And those are the ones I had. I was I was trying to think about Dwight Pile, but my brain was like, I can't quit look I need to stop looking at Pokemon so much right now. So
3: <laughs> Yeah, hey, there's Dwight only seven hundred and twenty. Yeah, one I could think of is Gyarados. Uh And I'll tell you why. So Gyarados can, it's actually a flying type, which doesn't make much sense because it It doesn't doesn't fly. Um, But it learns bounce. And so uh, I don't, I don't know how like in tune with the modern Pokemon meta you are, but uh, there's Z moves. And so Z bounce turns it to like this 200 base power flying move. So he gets the stab boost and everything. And it just annihilates everybody. But, because Gyarados has that flying type, it's extremely weak to electric. And so Dwight is. is awesome on offense, but defensively, you got to really kind of surround him with the right kinds of people. Yeah, that's a good one, dude. Shit. <laughs> uh, like I think about Pokemon, I think about the maps way too much.
1: It's, <laughs> it's very weird. I don't know if you guys ever played uh, um, the as game. Long as long the-
2: as Casey Smith has a Blissey, I think we're good.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah.
3: absolutely. He'll be able get that wish off. Oh, yeah, dude.
1: So I don't know if you guys have ever played um, the stadium games. Yeah. But if you play the stadium games, Gyarados floats <laughs> like he's yep. just in the air the entire mm-hmm. time. And I didn't know if that was because like a limitation of like the technology at the time, or if like they were like, you know, trying to like, Hey, he's also a flying type. Like he can technically fly. I don't I think know. he's
3: modeled. Isn't he after like, kind of Japanese or I don't know if it's Japanese or uh, yeah, very it's ignorant some right now, but like the dragons that they, I think it's Chinese New Year. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of what he's modeled after. And they always, those are always like kind of floating above the people that are celebrating. Yeah. So that could be where the flying comes in. Uh,
2: so I don't have the exact understanding of it, but basically it, it's from Japanese folklore. Of, Japanese, okay. Of these carp that, Constantly swim upstream but they can't make it all the way to the top but when they make it all the way to the top they turn into these dragons um which is oh uh, Magikarp to Gyarados and that's why Mega Evolved Gyarados is dragon type
3: oh okay nice,
1: nice. oh that makes so much sense holy shit
3: okay <laughs> yeah just my yeah.
1: brain just like, oh, shit.
3: OK, well, that's a happy ending, man. We get like I went to Seattle for the first time a few years ago. And uh, one of my teachers from high school lives up there and she took us to this area. I forget what it's called, but it's kind of near like these docks. And it's where salmon come in from the Pacific Ocean, like on their way up to the rivers throughout Washington. That'll take them home. And oh, wow. the story of salmon is so sad. Like they they make it home and they die. And it's just there's nothing you can do about <laughs> it. And so I'm I'm it's, I'm happy that at least in mythology fish that just swim spend their whole life swimming like actually do find a happy ending every now and then because my god the story of sam is breaks your heart oh yeah that uh, fish leave live like very sad lives for the most part they do like, but hey dwight powell he kind of started his career as a magic didn't he taking 45th overall Got traded three or four times, basically got sold to the Mavs by some guy that was uh, asking them for 500 bucks on the outside of Mount Moon. Turned out to be Vondo. Oh, yeah. Yep. But Turned then you know you discover the diamond in the rough. You leave Powell in your party long enough, all of a sudden, holy crap! He gets to level 20, and man, this guy's good. That's a really good analogy. I like
1: That's that. That's a really good analogy. Holy shit! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Still white frustrating every
2: once in a while, which is like Gyarados with Dragon Rage. Yeah. So it's like it gets really hot and then injures himself, hurts himself, which is kind of his yeah. white pow. Yeah.
3: Hmm.
1: I'm about to run. I'm about to run these emulators, man. What's <laughs> <laughs> Need to get back into it. Do it. You don't Let even just need play to run on an Pokemon emulator. Showdown. If
3: I, yeah. Play on Pokemon Showdown. It's a free oh. website. You don't have to catch anything. You can just put in your stats and your moves and go. Well, fuck. Let's do it. <laughs> really Showdown's fun. great. Hit Me up on Showdown at Bobby Corolla. I got a couple other usernames too, but I, I want to keep those private. Got it. But uh, okay, <laughs> I'm down to battle anybody anytime. Just hit me up, all right. Oh, you ran bats anything? Sweet, let's go. Uh, you want to talk about the lottery? Yeah, uh, the lottery's on oh, Tuesday. Yes. Um, do you have anything planned for it, Bobby? Uh, yeah, so, <laughs> so I kind of like coerced you into. Letting myself make a make a little uh, <laughs> plug here. But, oh no, uh, go We're going to be hosting like a, a live watch party at Eastwood's bar in Uptown on McKinney and Lemon. Uh, really, really good happy hour. Probably like I'm obviously biased because I'm trying to pitch an event that we're hosting, but it's probably one of the best happy hours in the city. Uh, really good drinks, pretty good food, uh, good atmosphere. Everything is everything is nice. So we'll be there watching the lottery on Tuesday. Uh, me and Mike and uh, Jake from The Ticket are going to be doing a show and might have a couple other people out there with us too. Uh, so definitely come by if you can make it. It starts at 6.30. The lottery is actually at 7.30 and then we'll go Afterward, especially if they end up winning, then dude, we'll probably be there. Oh all Lord. Yeah. Um, uh, 21 plus or, uh, I don't know if it's 21 plus to go in. I I'm assuming that it is, but they don't actually no, it's not 21 up to be there. Uh, but you obviously have to be 21 to order a drink. So yeah, yeah one of those kinds of things, but it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a good time. Um, but yeah, I mean, the lottery obviously is, uh, I don't know if I if I may talk about how I feel about it for a little second, just for a quick second here. Uh, It's a much different mood going into it this year than last year, simply because obviously they only have a 26 percent chance. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to look at the odds and just like feel hopeless right last year they were what third they had the third best odds Mm -hmm. and uh had something like a 48 percent chance to be in the top three Mm -hmm. uh but even then they only had i forget what their odds were at getting number one but wasn't it like it was really low wasn't it like like 11 or four percent or something wasn't it it that low so i mean if it was that low even at number three and they have they have a six percent chance this year. I mean, their odds are so much better to get the number one pick than they've been in a while. I'm trying to look it up right now, courtesy of uh, our friends at Tankathon. I don't even know how to find it in for past years, but uh, yeah, ah, it, it was still low. Um, okay, I remember
2: that three or four percent, maybe pushing it. I just know, didn't we split our odds with? Yeah. With uh, Atlanta with atlanta so they were oh yeah we did not as good as they would have
3: been had we had sole possession of three yeah yeah and so yeah so they were split even further so I, yeah i think i want to say like because number one used to be 25 percent, and then number two was 19 and then three was like 15 and four was like nine so they were split then so i think they might have had like a 12 percent chance or 11 percent chance so this it's year not that much worse yeah it's really not that much worse i mean it's like double, but you're still talking like last year was one and eight chance at best. This year's one 16, uh, two years ago, whenever they were ninth, the year they got Dennis, I think they only had like a 1% chance at number one. So, um, even though they're pretty far down the down in the rankings, right. And then the odds, they only have a 26% chance to keep the pick. Like they still have a decent chance to get number one. So, uh, part of me is like resigned to, the overwhelming likelihood that they concede the pick to Atlanta. Uh, no, I'm happy that it's going to be nine or worse. That that does make me feel a little good. Yeah, but, that, especially yeah. in this draft. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But uh, also, I mean, I just keep thinking of that six percent. Like, I, I
0: know, know it's, it's only like, a
3: one out of sixteen chance. Like six percent is very, very unlikely. But it's not if you think about. It, like, it's really not. It's not that unlikely at all.
1: So you're saying there's a chance it's, i <laughs> am saying there's a
2: chance, there's a chance. I'm there's a, there's The a thing nice is it's a non chance. yeah it's a non-zero chance yeah that exactly
1: we,
2: that we get number one and then have <laughs> pre- predictably zion
3: williamson on the team which would just be amazing yeah now i guess the the bigger question uh moving forward is if they end up keeping the pick, but they don't get the number one pick. So if it's somewhere between two and four, what happens then? Do you either sit there and take a player or do you shop the pick or do you, you know, I don't know. I guess it really kind of depends on where they end up. Like I can't do too much talking about other teams because of tampering reasons. Um, Right. But (laughs) let's say Phoenix doesn't win the lottery um, and they don't have the number two pick. So like, let's say like Chicago wins the lottery and the Mavs have the second pick. Well, Phoenix has a big guy. They got a two. they have a bunch of wings. One thing they don't have is a point guard. And so you're like, all right, well, if you really want a point guard, there's a really good point guard in this draft. What are you willing to give us to move up? So I think that kind of puts the Mavs in like a, a position of power or whatever. It gives them a lot of leverage uh, to kind of control it could, yeah. them, the demand. Yeah. But of course, if they get the fourth pick, Uh, There's really only two or three guys at the top of the draft that are considered like these potential franchise changing guys. Yeah. And so four is almost I mean, it would be great to have the fourth pick, but it's almost not that great. You know, I remember talking to skin about it a few weeks ago. Uh, Would you rather just concede the pick this year and get it over with or have the fourth pick? because the fourth pick is like not really good enough to get one of those elite guys. And you also wonder if it's good enough to trade it and get something like really good in return. So it's kind of like that no man's land. And it's crazy how this year four is the spot you don't want to be. Whereas last year, like even Chicago at what were they were seventh and they got Wendell who this year would probably be like a top three guy. Like it's crazy how much better last year's draft was, uh, than this year's at least like how much better it appeared to be at the time.
2: Yeah. I mean, the other option is uh, use the fourth pick the way that we said that we wanted
3: um, someone from last year. Yeah, oh, yeah. Memphis. Memphis. OK, gotcha. Got gotcha. say <laughs> saying Memphis. I'll, I'll cut the long pause out. <laughs> no disrespect to the Grizzlies, but it is kind of easy to forget about them sometimes.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we were saying, oh, Memphis should just trade away their pick and get uh, get off some bad salary. Uh, we could maybe do that with a fourth pick if we really, really wanted
3: to yeah i mean that's that's definitely an option um i have not what's well, it's tough like if you're gonna make a trade on draft night to do something like that like to get off money um it would have to either be with the team that has cap space now or you make the numbers work now or it's like one of those agreed upon things like whenever uh the Cavs drafted wiggins and then ended up trading him to minnesota for love so, Yeah. Like, he took all those photos in the Cavs jersey and the hat and everything. And it was really awkward for like two weeks. And then they finally traded him. So they could do something like that, or they still have the $21 million trade exception. Um, And I think even they can either keep that or like rescind the rights to it, basically like waive the exception. And they still have like 12 or $13 million Um, or just wait until July 1st and make a deal whenever they'll have like 30 million or whatever the number is. But I haven't looked around the league yet to see like just how much specifically, how much money every team has. Like obviously every well, team is going to have quite a bit because the cap is going up and all those 2016 salaries are coming off or at least some of them. Yeah. But, uh, half the league is going to be a, f- a free agent. So. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams with max space and there's only like what eight or 10 max level players. So uh, one of those kinds of like salary clearing trades could either be agreed upon in advance or, or it could like just present itself as an option uh, on July 8th or whatever once the top 10, 12 guys have already committed. And then there's like five teams that still have $50 million to spend. And they're like, oh, my God, we got to put a roster together. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give $20 million to Tim Hardaway Jr.
2: Hey, yeah, I mean. <laughs> hey, he did well for himself, man. He no, did no. Hey, that I, bag. Oh. I do not take uh, – I I don't blame any player for taking the money, like take as
3: much money as you possibly can.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I mean, I'm not trying to tell cautionary tales about players that are on d- this team. Uh, I think that Tim could be a really good six man, honestly. And if, mm-hmm. if he is still on the roster uh, come opening night, I would be curious. I, I think he might come off the bench, uh, at least personally. Like if I was like the omnipotent being that I wish I could be, uh, I think he'd come off the bench and kind of lead the second unit for those that middle period, kind of like Jet used to do. Yeah, um, yeah. but.
2: Uh, he also seems way more willing to play a role than say former Maverick West uh, Matthews was.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that Tim is a little more, uh, I don't know what the word is. Like he did a lot of the same stuff as Wes, as far as like handling on the perimeter and even posting up a little bit, but he, Tim, I think is just a little more, I don't know. He's got like kind of a tighter handle. He's just a little smoother with his movements. And so he's able to get a shot off a little easier. Yeah. Uh, even if they shoot kind of a similar percentage. Now Wes was a better three point shooter than Tim was, but Tim seemed to be really good around the basket and he's got a lot more bounce to his game than West does. So, uh, kind of around the rim. And that's where I think coming off the bench could help him because then he's picking on like backup wings or tired starters and he can kind of get to a spot and do whatever he wanted. So I think that would be good for him. But, uh, kind of the overarching theme of that is that Tim was coming off, I believe his rookie deal, went into restricted free agency and it became a bidding war between the Hawks and the Knicks. And that's one of those things where it's like, man, when you're dealing with restricted free agency, that's kind of the, that's the price of poker if you're trying to sign RFAs. And so I know that there's a pretty large contingent. I don't know how much, but I I mean, I read the internet all the time. I go on Reddit every day, um, at least Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekends. But I know there's a lot of fans that want the Mavs to get younger guys. Right. And I, again, I can't be specific, but I, I'm pretty sure if you look at a list of free agents, you know, like who the RFAs are oh, that yeah. are going to be, you know, 22, 23, 24 years old coming off their rookie deals. But if you want to get one of those guys, it is going to cost so much money to do it. And the question is, is it worth signing someone to a pretty bloated contract Or would you be better off chasing the guys that are like 27, 28, 29, 30 that have already made a little bit of money, uh, where you still might have to give them quite a bit, but at least you're getting, ideally you're getting matched production for what you're paying them, right? Like if you go sign a max level player who's 28 years old, he's going to give you max level production because you know that he's good. But if you're, if you're kind of like investing in the, in the fifth year guys, then you just run the risk of like overpaying somebody and then it becomes a big issue. So I think I the know,
2: biggest risk that you run into besides that, it's not just overpaying a guy, but wasting your time as a team and letting other guys fall away while you're waiting. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, you you can't really move forward until that guy is officially signed. And you have to do that three day moratorium in between that three day period to allow the other team to match. And you don't want to w- waste time like that unless it's later
3: on in the in free agency. Yeah. And now, you know, one of the Mavs, in my opinion, one of their savviest moves of the last five or six years was that Parsons deal. Uh, they came out of it looking like geniuses because Mm -hmm. they went at him. I mean, they, uh, that was what, 2014. Uh, and that summer they were linked to like LeBron and a few other guys. Like they were kind of in the, the max game, but then a few days after, uh, kind of things worked out fortuitously to where LeBron was like, Not so sure about staying in Miami, but hadn't quite committed to Cleveland yet. And so the Mavs uh, hit Parsons with that huge deal. And at the time, it was thought that if LeBron decides to leave to go to Cleveland, then Bosh is definitely staying in Miami. And if LeBron stays, then Bosh might leave and Houston will offer him a max deal. But because the Mavs tied up Houston's cap and thanks to LeBron, he took a sweet time making that decision all of a sudden the Mavs get Parsons who again, they kind of overpaid at the time. It turns out for a year and a half lived up to that deal. And then some made him look really smart until he got hurt. But, um, that was like a master stroke, but and that summer. Parsons, also, whole career is going to be one of those. What ifs, if yeah, he had never sure, been injured, and if he could have stayed healthy, like, for that two month stretch in the middle of the 15, 16 season, he was averaging like 20 points eight rebounds, four assists and shooting like 50, 40, 80 for, I mean, he was so good. Um, but injuries happen, man. There's nothing you could do. But, um, whenever they gave Parsons that deal, that was basically all the money they had that summer. And at the time it was like 14 or 15 million, which in that era of the NBA was almost max money this summer. The yeah. Mavs have a whole lot more money. They have like, a full max slot and then some uh and they could even create more if they want to like wave or trade guys or whatever so they have a larger chunk of money to deal with and so i'm just not sure i'm not sure about restricted free agency i, I don't think that that's a game that you necessarily want to play on july 1st but then again i'm not a gm like i i would rather if i'm gonna go dabble in restricted i'd rather wait until the teams whose players I'm trying to sign are like tied up, trying to get somebody else basically to force their hand. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's how I feel about it.
2: Restrictive free agencies like poker. You've got to just know
3: exactly when to play your cards. Yeah. Yeah. Cause if you do it too soon, you're screwed. And if you do it too late, like if the Mavs would have waited I want to say they offered Parsons on like July 7th or something or July 6th. And that was a time whenever the moratorium was like a week and a half or something. It took forever. Uh, But if they would have waited another two or three days to give Parsons that deal, then LeBron would have already committed to Cleveland by then and Houston would have definitely matched Parsons like in, and you would have lost Parsons. And then all of a sudden it's like July 15th, you have $15 million to spend and all of the best free agents are gone. So it all, it does come down to timing and luck and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. So it's going to be like that again this year. And that plays really well into the draft lottery that's coming up on Tuesday too. Like it's going to take a lot of luck, but if everything falls right, there's a chance. And this team's going to look really interesting uh, come mid July. Especially if they win the
3: lottery, get number one overall pick just do oh, it man just do it oh, sir. yeah and i'm ready just for do it. it
1: like just just choose to win exactly that's all you gotta do
3: in the yeah. past we just haven't focused enough like we just gotta we gotta really bear down and and make it happen this year exactly Well, the maps have never moved up in the lottery and they haven't won a
2: playoff series since the 2011 run so they deserve something nice to happen
3: yeah yes yeah. We do. We do. We. We. I. I don't mean the Mavs. I mean we, like the fans. Because I'm a fan too. Yeah. We deserve it. The franchise oh, yeah. deserves it too. But mostly, we deserve it. We. We deserve some good times. Now, I will say, uh, the thing going around. Uh, Twitter the last day or two that deal with like the you have $25 or $20 or whatever it is field you're starting five. Oh, the there $15. Are, yeah. Yeah. 15 bucks. Yeah. There are two Mavs in the top 25. They got Porzingis in there and they got Luca in there. And at first I was like, I'm not sure Luca's a $1 player. And I, maybe Chris Stapps is only a $1 because he's hurt. Maybe Lucas too. And then I was like, you know what? I got to stop thinking so much about the dollar value of these guys and realize that When was the last time a Mav was in one of those charts? You know, much less two of them. Yeah, let alone two. There's never been two. I mean, I wasn't around in like 1985 for that version of Twitter. Maybe there would have been for like Aguirre and Rowe, but dude, they got two of the top 25 players in the league, which is that's really exciting. And they might be they might be adding another one soon. We don't know.
2: Yeah, everything that happens this offseason is just going to be icing on the cake, honestly
1: yeah that's how i feel about it like i'm not trying to get hope's up too high but man like <laughs> i'm just happy where we are right now really so yeah
2: yeah and this is the first season that i'm like even if we don't win the lottery even if we don't sign a
3: big name free agent i'm excited to watch this team come together yeah because now that those two guys were on the team last year i mean they they really did this quick it's pretty impressive yeah. And uh, both Luca and Porzingis, I think, are two of the four youngest players in that group of 25 players, too. So it's like if you're thinking about the NBA for the next five years, I guess we've collectively closed the door on the Rockets, which may or may not be wise. Cause remember Dirk didn't win a championship till he was 33, but uh, it is. Dirk also didn't rely on athleticism.
2: Like some of the Rockets players do.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. And the, you know, Chris Paul is making $80 million a year. Whereas J. Kidd was making like, you know, a little more reasonable, but uh, yeah, quite a poison pill contract. Yeah. I mean, aging teams can still be good, but I mean, in five years, like five years from today, The Rockets will, I'm assuming, be done unless Harden really kind of discovers the fountain of youth. The Warriors are going to be I don't even know who's going to be on that team anymore. And they're all the youngest one is going to be 36, I think, in five years. And that's whenever Luca is just going to have turned 25. So like this next five years. And then the three or four years after that, if the Mavs can keep these two together and everyone stays healthy, and you make a couple of nice moves, like they're kind of the team of the future. It's so them and Philly, and maybe Boston. I don't know what happens with them. Like they're maybe in Atlanta. that conversation now. I mean, Atlanta's looking really good too, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young and Collins, and I mean, if they win the lottery, then Jesus. Yeah. And if they win the lottery and get the Mavs pick, yeah, and, and yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, there are. I know that the pick. If if, the, if Atlanta gets the Mavs pick, it's not going to be any better than ninth. But ninth is still a pretty good place to be. So there's a chance, albeit I think a small one just based on what I know about this draft class. But there's a chance that the player they get with that pick turns out to be really stinking good too. So, I mean, they could be uh, – Atlanta could be set up for a while too. Luckily, they're in a different conference. And I think all these other young teams in the West, like the Wolves, I don't really know what's going on with them. Phoenix is – looking nice, I guess, but they got a lot of issues to work through. And then all these other teams are kind of, they're kind of getting older. Denver is really young. Uh, Well, you have the Kings, the Kings, really good, except for their coaching situation. Yeah. And their coaching situation is kind of a mess to be totally honest. But uh, I mean, just to think that there's like two, maybe three or four other teams in the West that have a a future, even like similarly bright to the maps. That's pretty exciting, especially considering where we were like, two years ago. And then even one year ago before Luca, we're thinking, man, it might be like Dennis and Bamba and no disrespect to Bamba, but he had a, he had a rough rookie season, you You know, he had a really rough rookie season. (laughs) And, uh, So Dennis has had a rough couple of first years. Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been all rosy for him either. And, you know, maybe he might still find it, but just imagine if we were having the same conversation in an alternate reality where, you know, you keep Dennis and you get Bamba and Bamba gets hurt and misses a bunch of time like he did this season. And Mm-hmm. You're not sure, like, well, was that the right move? Should we have done something else? Like, are we ever going to get lucky in the lottery again? I mean, in that instance, we're probably thinking, like, yeah, we're definitely getting the number one pick this year because the record probably would have been much worse. But, I mean, it's like we're they're on a totally different path than we were a year ago. It's just been crazy yeah. to follow. Yeah, it's crazy to think that
2: we're where we could have been where the Knicks are right now. <laughs> like, if you really yeah. think about it. Yeah, because the Knicks Knicks are a team that it's they have no young players. Well, they have young players, but no franchise cornerstone.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're putting all their eggs clearly in the either win the lottery or sign a bunch of guys or both basket. Yeah, that's a pretty risky game to play. Uh, They have the allure of New York, obviously, but. You know, we followed this team for a really long time around here. Just simply having max cap space is not enough to guarantee. guarantee
1: yeah, exactly. Players.
3: So, yeah. And not just having a city that people
2: like, because, I mean, a lot of players love the city of Dallas. A lot of players live here. Uh, doesn't mean that they're going to play here.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of players love New York, too. But I think people are kind of what the Warriors have taught us is that players are starting to pay attention to the West coast too. And LA is great, but San Francisco is just as great. And the warm weather cities are nice and New York is not warm. So, uh, I think weather is starting to play a little factor and all that stuff too. Yeah. And technology.
2: And maybe even media. Um, Cause yeah. New York media is very, very harsh.
1: Yeah. Like K- KD with the media, man. I don't know. <laughs> like,
3: well, and, and all the, the stuff easy. that went on in Boston this year too. I mean, it's oh, yeah. like, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I just, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, it really is crazy. I mean, none of this stuff is so simple. I mean, it looks easy on paper if you're a Mavs fan, right? You got two of the 20 or 30 best players in the league. They're both kids. They have not – neither of them have been to the playoffs. So if you're a veteran that has experience, kind of wants to become the alpha, this is the place to be because you can – You'll get all the credit for showing the young guys the way and they're going to do a bunch of the heavy lifting for you so you're you you do not have to play 40 minutes a night to be good you know so like all of those things are very logical reasons for somebody who's really good to want to come here but then there's just a bunch of factors you can't control and that we just have no idea about so it's just really tough to even like predict what's going to happen so that's why this summer even though my expectations are very high my hopes are very high that we're going to get somebody who's a real badass in here like i'm just not I'm not going to expect anything kind of the same way as I did with detective Pikachu, right? I'll be yeah. happy. I'll yeah. be happy if it turns out well. And if it's not great, no problem. We still got to look, look
2: forward to, it, even if it's not perfect.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We might even have a sequel out of it. Who knows? Yeah, oh man, that see. would be great. I'd love it. <laughs>
2: all right, Bobby. Well, thanks so much for coming on, talking Pokemon, talking Mavs with us for an hour.
3: Yeah. yeah thank you all for having me. Like I said, hit me up on showdown, Bobby Corrello. Oh, well, um, uh, well. Mavs.com and then at Bobby Corral on Twitter as well, right? Uh, yeah, at Bobby Corella on Twitter, Mavs.com. Um, watch Party at Eastwoods Bar in Uptown on Tuesday, starting at 630 for the lottery. Uh, if we win, we go all night. If we don't win, then we still probably will go all night, too. But uh, <laughs> different reasons.
1: <laughs> different atmosphere, though.
3: But. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so thank you all for having me, though. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on, man.
3: Yeah,
2: definitely. All right. So that was our uh, first part of the podcast, our interview with Bobby. Man, that part was so much fun.
1: Yeah, dude. Bobby's the greatest and I love him so much.
2: Yeah, I'm really excited to hopefully hang out with him um, uptown on Tuesday. That's going to be a lot of fun watching the draft lottery. Um, Well, my favorite part, though, talking with him had to have been talking Pokemon teams and introducing you to the metagame
1: yeah dude i was like what the hell yeah (laughs) competitive pokemon (laughs) it's a thing i know finally bro i didn't realize this was a thing so i was like shit okay i gotta get on this
2: yeah we're definitely gonna get on showdown one of these days and like spend a few hours on showdown and you're Uh gonna get
1: it yeah i'm ready for it
2: (laughs) so with that let's uh let's just go ahead because it's a long podcast let's move on over to our interview with skylar as well uh, our bullshitting with skylar uh it goes all over the place so have a lot of fun guys All right, guys. And so now we have Skylar here, uh, which is Skylar in Dallas on Twitter. How are you doing today, Skylar? I'm doing really well. Thank you. So uh, we wanted to have you on a little bit and talk about jersey designs, since that's what you're really good at, doing fan jerseys. And you even got some communication from Mark about it. So, yeah, uh, yeah. You want to talk about that first and foremost? Absolutely. Mark told you that nobody
0: likes... Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, there was a nice little call-out to the Mavs' terrible branding in the uh, the game of Zones this week. There was, oh, yeah, that was I hilarious. Of, I thought of you. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> yeah, that made it. me really happy because I like just – I think every time something like that happens, it's like a little drop of water on the forehead of Mark Cuban. And hopefully <laughs> it will eventually become like just torture to him to have to live with the fact that he's created – like this terrible brand he sits on and he doesn't want to change oh well, I mean so here's the thing the Mavs when they refresh their brand like they got the AAC and then a new brand when I was like 12 years old in uh, like mm-hmm. 2001 and it was like a super exciting time we had the big three with Finn Nash and Dirk like things were looking good we just had the Calvin Booth shot the year before in Utah to win that game five Like, it was a good time to be a Mavs fan. And I'll be honest, like, I thought the uniforms were sick. They seemed really, like, modern. But to think about that, we've had those uniforms now since I was 12 and I'm 30 now. And so they're no longer modern. They don't feel, like, interesting or cutting edge. They look horrible. Like, if you remember the Charlotte Bobcats... We're a team that were, uh, during the last yes. 20 years, yes. they've been a the team that came in, now they're the Hornets. But the Bobcats like pretty much straight up copied our uniforms, and they looked terrible. And like if you look, go back and look, and they're just terrible. But eventually they changed. But here we are, we're still stuck with the exact same white home uniforms. We did switch from uh, the Navy to the Royal on the roads, which the year we did that, we won a ship. So that was a, uh, yeah. it was a welcome change. I like that. But besides that, like, the biggest changes we've had was, like, 2005, 2006, we had the P. Diddy jerseys, which, I, I as a like a middle school, high schooler, those are, like, the coolest things I've ever seen. Like, those things rocked my world. Oh, man, I, lo- I loved those, the Diddy's. Yeah. And they reintroduced the green. When they switched those over to blue, that was a real bummer for me. I always liked the green. I the like, the Oh you know, yeah. Cuban yeah. hates green. I don't get it. I think he associates it with the 80s and 90s, which... I get that we didn't win a a title during that era, but the eighties, we had some good teams like 87, 88, 89. Like those were good teams and they looked really good on the court in those green uniforms. They did. I'm such a sucker. Like I I have some issues with the font that they used, and the shorts are going to be a little, a little bit longer if we go back to green, but I'm just, there was a tri stripe on the sleeves that goes blue, white, blue, or on the, uh, the green uniforms, blue, white, white or blue, white, blue. And then on the whites, green, white, blue. And I just think that that look, it's so iconic and it looks so sharp. And so like when I've been doing these fan edits, creating like little jerseys for the Mavs, I've also done some for like the rocket Spurs, um, other teams. And I'm trying to create something that like, doesn't feel so it's funny. Like I'm trying to create something that's not so dated by doing a throwback essentially, but like a modernized throwback. Cause the current uniforms we're in just feel so the year two thousand. Like they feel like the Super Bowl where we had all the ads for dot com companies. Like it feels like Lycos for me. Yes. Um, yeah. And like it's not like a good throwback. Like maybe in ten years we'll reintroduce one of these uniforms as a throwback and we'll be like, oh, the Dirk uniforms. And like it'll it'll be cool because Dirk wore those uniforms 90% of his career, but at the same time, they're just as of right now in the year 2019, like we're going to be 2020 next year and we're mm-hmm. still wearing the same thing. And the problem is like from people I've talked to within the organization, there's not any sort of real push to update. And I don't think we're going to see an update in the next couple of years. Like we really hope just cause like the whole process teams have to work with Nike, they have to work with the NBA, they have to get permission on things that to sell all their current jerseys. So they're not just sitting there with, thousands of jerseys which the Mavs had that issue this year cuz they had all the their entire starting lineup except for Luca got traded. And so yeah. that's like 90%. Uh, oh yeah, sure. it was so hilarious
2: was- going to the hangar and seeing jerseys on sale for like $20.
0: Oh yeah, you could go to Academy and get a, like a freaking West Matthews Jr. jersey for like 10 bucks which is way $10 too much for a West Matthews Jr. jersey. Um <laughs> oh, God, please don't sign him Mavs. But uh but I think like, I, I somewhat
2: disagree with you about the jersey design, only in the sense of, like, I don't think that they're terrible so much as they are
0: just long in the tooth. Um, yeah, I mean, so and like, they show I their like age. when they came out. But yeah. at this point, like, the jerseys aren't as bad as the logo. I'll say this. If you think about, like, the not just the horse head on the ball, like, that's on the center court. Our actual logo is, like, a shield that says Mavericks and it says Dallas across the top of the ball horse head. Yeah. And it's just it's an atrocity of a logo. It's it's
2: very it very much shows its age more than anything. Like it's very much of its time.
0: See, and I think that I don't even think that it looked great. Then the horse head ball, I get people are fans of that. I'm really, really tired of it. Like it's I'm tired of the whole horse thing. I don't like champ. I don't like that. We're trying to be like a horse based franchise like the Broncos or the Colts. Like we're not a horse. We're the Mavericks. Like, yeah. To yeah. Picking a horse is interesting, but I'd much rather see us go away from that. Like we don't utilize a Western motif at all, despite us being a team that could definitely own that. I, I miss the old cowboy hat logo. Like, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think everybody loves that now except Mark Cuban. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I love that logo like, so much. Even Cuban had a weird ass baseball Jersey on at Dirk's final game that had the Mavs in the P. Yeah. Diddy script
2: and had he green. wore that. Yeah. He wore that like four or five times in the last two weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah. So Almost
1: every game, like every home game he had it on.
0: I don't fast. know what he's trying to say with that. No, it's, it's, it's especially weird. Cause he like has mentioned in multiple places that he's very anti green. Like he doesn't want us to see us go back to green. Um, See, I like, wonder if part of that's just Mark Cuban
2: being Mark Cuban and wanting to feel like he's in control of a situation. And well, so I mean, like, as the yeah. entire fan base is like, hey, maybe you should bring back the green until he does it. He's going to be like, no, I hate it. No, it's never coming back. And then he'll pull a Mark
0: Cuban and bring it back. Hopefully.
1: That's and be crazy. like, was my idea the entire time. You know, that's a so best case like, scenario.
0: Well, I mean, he had the uh, he got interviewed by somebody midseason, one of the mass reporters. Um, And he said that it was like 30 people on Twitter who wanted a new uniform. Yeah, is, I remember that. Ugh, so incredibly disingenuous. Cuban, I mean, like, so Cuban is a very. I mean, that, that's eccentric billionaire to begin with, though. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, like Cuban has a lot of eccentric billionaire to him. He's very hands on with the team. Like, I think I've seen a lot of people complaining about social media for the Mavs the last year or two. And I think people are really misdirecting their anger or like their frustration. Like I think people want to have the Mavs communicating like the stars do or like mm-hmm. these other teams do where they have like yeah. really fun gifts and like, they have like yeah. personalities to it. Like Portland's like one of the best ones at that. Right. And I don't think that it has anything to do with the people who work within the social media department. Like they're all great, talented people. Yeah. They could do yeah. stuff like that, but it's all, Cuban. and they want to do stuff. Does like not want that. that Cuban wants to have as sterile of a social media presence. And like, even if you go to a game the game experience hasn't changed in so long and like i go to the games for basketball i get that and i'm in the minority of the crowd cuz they have a ton of people who are there to have like a game experience like they want the music they want the uh, mm-hmm. entertainment between timeouts and stuff and it's it's fine it's understandable but at the same time like i feel like we could really update things change the kind of music we're playing change the bits that are going on between quarters maybe try out having like less bits going on or i don't know i will say this though, it's always shocking to me every time i go to a mavs game when they're like hey if you were at your first mavs game stand up and cheer how many people are there for the first time and it's like there's 80 or 41 of these a year and it seems like hundreds and hundreds of people are at their first one every time it's crazy that's neither here nor there but Yeah, I mean, I think one
2: thing that frustrates me as a fan, at least, is the fact that, you know, back when the MAMS moved to the American Airlines Center, even before that, when they were at Reunion um, and even up until maybe the mid 2000s, all of their stuff was very much things that they wanted to do to be in the forefront of design changes. Even if it didn't always work out, they wanted to be... I don't know if revolutionary is the right word so much as they just wanted... They wanted to push the envelope. Cuban wanted to push the envelope, yeah. But the fact of the matter is is that Cuban is now a mainstay in the NBA, and he's a mainstay as the Mavericks owner. He's been the longest-tenured owner other than than Jerry for the Cowboys for DFW sports teams. Oh, Oh, for sure. So, you know, I think that... Maybe a problem for Cuban is that he has this idea of the brand that he thinks it should be, but it's not where everybody else
0: is. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty hard to be able to see outside of your own reality. And so and another yeah. thing about that is like Cuban was 35, 38, whatever. He took over the team, right? Like he was, yeah, he was us. young. Yeah. Now he's almost 70. Yeah, he's, he's just turned 85. No, I mean, <laughs> but like he's 20 years later and people – don't really change that much as they get older. Like, so in that sense, like he probably feels comfortable with where the Mavs are, identity-wise, visual identity-wise. Yeah. Which he doesn't see it as tired because he sees it as his thing that he helped usher in. Whereas the green yeah. thing's not his. Like that was somebody else's. Mm. So I'm sure he has just a lot of conflict about that. Well, and I'm sure he would love for the Mavericks to be in a situation like the Celtics and Lakers
2: are where they can wear virtually the same thing for 30 years and it'd be called classic. But the problem is, is that the Mavs design was very much of its time when it was created. right? No, so yeah. it's
0: it, never it, going to be classic because it was not timeless when it was created. Right. If you want to get something like that, you're going to have to do something very different than using the typeface and. Like the uh, the piping, the Mavs uniforms are weird. Like they're very strange. Like the side piping, it's a side panel, but it's no color to it. Like yeah, it's, it's there's a lot of one of a kind things. The butt panel on the back, that's just like kind of a different color that kind of arcs across the butt. It's yeah. weird. There's a lot of like little weird things about the Mavs uniforms, and even like the side uh, on the shoulder area. On most uniforms, it covers up, like, there's a uh, a bit of the shoulder stitching. But the Mavs, it goes, like, an extra bit outside of that because it's, like, a thicker line that doesn't really have any, like, design purpose to it. It's just, it's a weird-looking uniform now. It was, like mm-hmm. you said, it was modern. It was boundary-pushing when it came out. But now it just looks bad. And the thing I fear is that we end up going for something that's, like, instead of trying to do something that's classic, which I think you've seen a lot of teams go and do things that are classic. Like the Utah jazz, I think are a great, um, look at a recent team that rebranded back to an old look. And I think they have one of the best uniforms in the league. Like they look great. That jazz note across the chest.
2: It's a great look. It's really good.
0: Uh, You know, one team that I really enjoy their look, and I know everybody
2: does, but I think it's a good mix of something that could be considered classic but is brand new, is Miami's Vice jerseys. Because Miami never wore anything like that, but it has a very throwback feel to it. So I could see Cuban and Dallas pulling off something like that. Like, you could even do brand-new color schemes if you wanted to.
0: Right. I don't know what it would be. If the Heat ever wanted to go, like, full-time – switch over from the red and yellow to blue and pink and really embrace like that Miami beach lifestyle look. Cause I mean, that's the, so they just released some numbers. That was the highest selling city Jersey. And I think it was like half of all the city jerseys sold this year were those vice jerseys. Yeah, very bet. Good. I bet dude, man, those are and, so nice. Cause like, if you look at the Mavs city jerseys, like I don't want to crap on anybody at the Mavs. I know that they put like a lot of work into those. Mm-hmm. And I know that Nike has like a lot of say that the team doesn't really have. But those Mavs city jerseys are just so trash. Like they don't say anything about Dallas. They're just it's that horse head on the chest and boom, we're yeah. done. But and I think we're going to get gray. Well, I but know that they got a lot of pushback
2: with doing the DAL uh, last worse. two seasons ago now, because Ow. I think the thing is, is like nobody says nobody uses the acronym DAL.
0: Right, except for talking about Love Field. Yeah, Field uh,
1: is the only place I've ever seen that ever be used. Which
0: yeah. Outside of Dallas, don't know about Love Field.
1: Like exactly. that's
0: us. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, if they did a Love Field inspired jersey, though, like with that'd heart cool on with it, that. dude, that'd be so sweet. Like that'd be such a Dallas thing. Like we yeah. would know it, we would love it. Or like if they did a a Lower Greenville jersey. They did mm-hmm. a Deep Elm jersey. Yeah, like, uh, something that like is inspired by the city as it is now, and like. Not just, oh, look, it's the neon lights of our tower when it's green. Well, this year, it's yeah. the neon lights of our tower when it's blue. Like, oh, the lights change. So we're going to yeah. change it.
2: It's it's bad. And, it, and the other thing about DAL huh. is like anybody that's any that's ever been to Dallas knows that it's DFW. Even people that haven't been know that it's DFW, which is crazy right. to me.
0: So I mean, I just I, I would I have been cool with DFW being on there or just D. <laughs> I think they actually did. So they did a weird like preseason summertime game where the Mavs went and played in Fort Worth like 10, 15 years ago. I think they made a jersey that said DFW on it for like this special. It was like an inner squad game. So it was like uh, Mavs playing Mavs, but they did it in like at TCU's arena. I think somebody can fact check this for me. I'm pretty sure I'm not making it up, but I think they had jerseys that were like blue and white that said DFW. I'm not even sure they sold them, but like it seems like that would really help bring in the mid cities Fort Worth side of things. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I no, fine, I would totally honestly, be up for it. If you're going to do a, a shortened version, Mavs is four letters. It's what everybody calls a team. Like Mavericks is cool, but like doing Mavs on a Jersey, I think just is such yeah. a great look. So yeah. we'll so, see. And I, Dallas is six letters. So it's not
2: like it's a long word nope. name for a city either. Nope.
0: It's true.
1: So, so Skylar, hilariously enough, I'm looking up, trying to find those jerseys right now. And uh, one of your designs is one of the first thing that pops up.
0: <laughs> Ugh. Look at that SEO work. God. <laughs> I'm working That's on hilarious.
1: it. That's so. hilarious. I'm, I'm trying to find it. I can't find anything on this.
0: but It might not have ever happened. We'll see. But uh, people out there will know. Um, yeah. We'll put up the bass signal. But uh, I no, I mean, I'm, I'm just nervous. I'm not super optimistic. I look at what Nike's done in the NFL like the Tampa Bay Bucks uniforms, the Cleveland mm-hmm. Brown uniforms, like you can get worse. We could end up with something worse than what we have now. Yes. Those, Buc- yeah. Yeah. Or, nah, I mean, I,
2: I will be honest. I was not I happy when Nike took over the NBA's Jersey stuff.
0: Ooh, I disagree. I love Nike as a company. I love a lot of their basketball stuff. Like, okay. So recent teams that have done a really good rebrand, the nuggets, they look really good now. Yeah, Especially that's the true. Kyle High city jerseys. I freaking love those. I They're love those. jerseys, so nice. dude. Um, what are other teams that have like recently? Well, so the Clippers, I think, it was pre-Nike, but those are some of the worst uniforms in the league, and that logo sucks. I hate the Clippers look. I think um, when they move, they're going to get new stuff. Well, yeah, we'll see when that arena gets finished, but uh, it's. I'm, um, just, I'm not the Nets. The, the Nets league. rebrand was really good. The Nets, yeah,
3: yeah, that's pre-Nike. They, they
0: definitely look great. Plus, their city jerseys this year. I yeah. mean. Like, it was fun to finally see them with a splash of color on their uniforms, like doing all oh, like the Kuji so cool. inspired. Thing. Oh God. Those things are so fucking good. Cool. I know. I love them, dude. Plus the, uh, can I say fuck? Sorry. No, uh, oh yeah. We can here. Uh, cool. yeah. I love like when the guys would have the sleeves, like the arm shooting sleeves and yeah, they that were Kuji color. Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Cause, uh, D-Lo would do that. And man, it yeah. was so good. I love watching Nets games. What a cool team. Um, man, do you guys remember that first round? <sighs> Seems like a month and a half ago. Oh, Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of a month and a half ago. So on Tuesday, it's the draft. Sorry to Or draft lottery. I'm not feeling super good about the uniform. So I'm just going to talk about something. I am feeling good about the Mavs getting the number one overall. Oh, man, that Uh, would be so amazing. It's such a good year for us to like have the odds switch up. And it all kind of worked out. Like, I mean, I wish we had a 9% instead of 6%. But 6% is not terrible. Like, I think people are really sleeping on the fact that one of the top five teams is probably not going to get the number one overall pick. Like the odds are they only have like a, what? 14% chance. The worst four teams. And they all have the same percentage chance. 14, 14, 14, which is a wild. It's so It's like that. That's not even half. That's, I know (laughs) that's wild. So our odds, I love it. I think we can do, Oh, that is half, isn't it? That's definitely 56, but it's just barely more than half of, uh, it's funny. Uh-huh. I feel like
2: even though the odds are technically worse for us as a team uh, because of the way that they spread out the lottery odds in general, it feels like we have a much better shot of getting a top four pick because oh, it's highly, highly likely that there is movement of some kind. And that makes me confident that some of that movement will involve us for the first time ever.
0: Right. I am super looking forward to either a bumping in the top four or teams below us bumping in the top four and our picks sliding down if we could slide down to like ten oh, yeah like, I love that we lost the draft uh, coin flip so that if we don't get in the top four the Hawks pick sucks so how you know, happy how amazing would it be though
2: if none of the top four teams got a top four pick it would be
0: beautiful That'd be hilarious, we end up with yeah. the number one overall and the Hawks end up with like seven. That's like a dream come true for me. Oh, man. It'd be hilarious. (laughs) Could you imagine? I could not imagine. Terrible.
1: Could not imagine Twitter that night if that were to happen, dude.
0: Like. (laughs) I hate the Hawks now. Their fans are the worst. Come at me.
2: The Hawks have some
0: really good fans. The the guy that runs Hawks Reddit's not bad.
1: Yeah, he's a good guy for the most part.
0: (laughs) But But, they have that Yoda guy. Is he even a Hawks fan? I feel like he's a Magic fan or something. He's crazy, and I he's he's, freaking hate him.
1: I almost feel like he likes to be contrarian to be contrarian, where like he gets
0: clicks, you know? It might hey, be it works if it works. He, yeah, I mean, it, I hate him so. Because he was saying
1: it. he was saying Cam Reddish should be number one overall.
0: Yeah,
2: well, wasn't he I, the same guy that said Luca shouldn't even be a lottery pick? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: lottery. yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude uh, can we just second for a second, like three hundred sixty-five days ago? the best player in the Mavericks was Dennis Smith jr. And moving forward, like on, I wouldn't say that he was the best year, player on the team. I would still say that, uh, okay. The best future asset on the team was Dennis sure. Smith sure. And then we went to the draft lottery night and we slid back and yeah. Atlanta, who we had equal odds with moved into second and we went to what? Fifth, uh, and Atlanta moved or to third. no third, third and fifth. That's right. And Sacramento moved up to second. Such idiocracy. But uh, things looked so bleak. Because I remember thinking, like, before draft night, I was like, okay, I was trying to talk myself into Mo Bamba, but I couldn't do it. So I was like, okay, who's the fifth best player? Because it seemed like a four-player draft. It seemed like a four-player draft for the Mavs because I didn't want mm-hmm. Trey Young. Yeah. And it turned out to be exactly that. Like, you wouldn't want Mo Bamba. Ugh. But, uh, man, I was trying to talk myself into – uh, Porter Jr., which didn't even play a second for the Nuggets this year. Like, man, we dodged some bullets. But so man, glad we did that trade. But out.
1: man, if he's good
0: though, if Porter Jr. is good, like, he, he won't be sucks. good. You don't he think won't. so? Nah, dude. If you miss two years when you're that young and you're not Joel Embiid size, like, also, like, I wouldn't want Joel Embiid on like a long-term contract. Because every time no, he plays, he falls know. down so much, and every time he falls, I'm like, "It's over." That's it's scary, dude. Experience. Like yeah. it's scary, man. When he falls, I'm like, "Oh shit!" Like, <laughs> but, like with Luca, he's like falling every day, and like he's constantly on the injury report, but he's out there playing when he can. Like, he's just—he's a beast. I love it. Give me all the Luca. Oh yeah, man. No matter what happens at lottery
2: night, I'm really excited to watch this team in this upcoming season.
0: Oh, that's yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. But like, so we went from our best future prospect being Desmond Jr. to now we have two of the 10 best, two of the five best guys under 24 in the league. Yeah. Like, uh, Oh, I can't believe we pulled off that trade for Christophs. As so as we you get mean, those two top 20 here. players in the league, assuming Christophs is healthy. Right, man. Oh, Like, that trade might end up blowing up if Kristaps walks or if Kristaps is hurt Mm -hmm. or if Kristaps goes to prison for the rest of his life. Any of those things could happen, and it blows up. But I'm so glad we took the chance because as much as I love Dennis, I loved Dennis. I'm not sure I love him as much. I'm glad Luke and him are friends on Instagram. But, man, I just – once he was gone, I was watching him in New York. God, I hate his game. It's so hard to watch. Just – the dude is – he's so athletic but he's got no length. So he can't really just be a a star. He's just always going to be, here's a cool dunk. Then here's a three for 16 night. Yeah. He's 22. Sad.
2: Anyway. Well, I mean, he also can't palm a basketball, which doesn't help him.
0: Man. Did you guys get a little bit of joy out of him failing at the dunk contest this year? Not Uh, really.
2: Just because I want more good players in the league and As much as
0: the the league is stacked. That's true. Plus, I don't know. Happy to go to New York. I hated that. Yeah, I think that he hated
2: Rick Carlisle. Like, honestly, Yeah, I
1: think him and Rick just like we're not ever going to get along. There's no way.
2: I mean, because like he's going to Dirk's Heroes game. He, yeah. oh, he still is. likes right. the city of Dallas. Him and Luca still bullshit on, on Twitter and Instagram all the time, ta- all the time. So I really think that he just butted heads with Carlisle too much,
0: which thank God Luca and Carlisle get along so well. Like, yeah, well, I think
2: it's because Luca and Carlisle both have, if you would call it like championship mentality, like both of those yeah. guys know and respect each other in the sense of they, they're both trying to win. Yeah. And, you know, for Dennis Smith, he's never won anything ever, so it, it's it's hard to have that type of mentality when you've never done it, right? And it's hard yeah. to sacrifice when you've spent your entire life getting your own. Sure. Um. And that's not every player. Like I think that that's why a lot of people are looking forward to having Kemba on the team. If if, if we he sign decides him,
1: decides to come here, yeah.
2: Yeah, if he decides to come here, because Kimba's a type of guy that you know, he sacrificed so much to try and get good players around him and never could. So he's that type of guy that will do what it takes to win. Um, And those are the type of guys that Carlisle works best with. Agreed. So on another positive note, but since you do Jersey designs in your, in your free time, Skylar, do you have some of your favorite current Jersey designs that, uh, I know we talked about it a little bit, Nuggets, um, Miami Spice jerseys. But just in general, do you have like, like across, across
1: sports favorites? and stuff like that? Yeah,
0: yeah across all sports. Okay. Um, I love the Cowboys home unis, the whites. I think they're just such a sharp look. Okay. Um, As far as that goes. Um, baseball. I mean, the, cl- the L.A. Daughters have probably the best baseball uniform, I think. I love when you have a clashing color kind of look like so the Dodgers have the white uniform and then the blue type and then the red yeah. number on the front. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh God. I love that. Like that's, if you look at my Mavs uniforms, that's a big inspiration mm-hmm. for me. Cause I love the green and the blue on the uniform together, like the green type and then the blue number or the blue type and green number. Yeah. yeah. such A freaking look. Um, hockey. I loved the Matt or the stars uniforms from the nineties where okay. the, the star went onto the sleeves. I thought that was a hell of a look. What do you think
2: about the current stars jerseys? Because they're very uh, polarizing.
0: Yeah, the uh, the logo's boring to me. Like it just does nothing for me. Okay. And what about the coloring
2: though? I really like the colors.
0: I I the green is a little bit too saturated for me. Like I wish they'd pull the green back like five to ten percent less saturated green. Like it's just so bright. And yeah. Like on TV. It looks worse than it does on person. But just like watching the games, it can just be a little hard on the ice. Plus, hockey has the problem where you wear your home uniform for every home game. Mm-hmm. And so when you go to a Stars game, you're seeing the exact same colors every night. It's green and white, green and white, green and white. And I love it. Yeah. You wear white at home. So you see white and blue, white and red, white and purple. Like, I mean, you get like a, a variation of colors every night, which I really appreciate. Same thing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys are like the only team in the NFL that does that, where they yeah. wear white so you're seeing every other color a big tech shram thing but uh, yeah I'm definitely a sucker for like I love the Celtics it's a great look um, classic yeah I love the Hornets uniforms as far as like a modern design. Yeah, oh, I love those um, I don't think that they'll age well but they look really good right now right and I think they'll just keep changing and that's fine yeah. and they have a really great history to go to I love those colors purple and teal teal is like such an underutilized color I love the Seattle Mariners when they wear teal. I hate their team, but I think their teal is fantastic. Oh, their teal jerseys, man! Yes. Oh yeah, I like their the yeah. teal jersey with the navy cap with the teal brim. Yeah, Ooh, man. Yes. The look. That's a, that's a great look. Um, and I also like the Marshall, blue yellow. Ooh. Old school
2: '90s Rangers powder blues. Well, oh, those are not '90s. Those are like '70s. '70s, man. Oh
0: yeah. And then like so, yeah. I love those. And then I love like the Rangers just need to go back to having red as their primary. I'm so tired of the blue. And so when they did, I think they're going to rebrand
2: when they go to Globe Life Field is what I've
0: heard. Yeah, I hope so. But I mean, like they probably won't do a big change, but hopefully we'll go back to being red. Because when you go to a Rangers game, nine out of ten fans are wearing a red thing, like a red shirt. Like my
1: my, all of my all of my Rangers jerseys are red. Yeah, right. Yeah, it
2: was weird because they did like a it was like they did red as the primary and then they had white as the secondary and then blue is like a tertiary. And then they did like red and blue equal and then slowly blue crept up into being the primary.
0: Right. It's so very, it was not an overnight straight. thing, which made it even weirder. Yeah, I agree. It's a lot of weird choices were made by the Rangers, but
2: that's what happens uh. when you're one
0: strike away, two times. It's true. <laughs> Oh, my God. Why <laughs> well, was it? Um, Thank God it happened after the Mavs yeah. won their chip because oh, that had happened without the Mavs, the Mavs Oh, Mavs. man,
1: that would have been terrible. You
2: know, Do you know the worst part about the Rangers losing, though, is that it was the it was like the ninth inning, top of the ninth. Um, and I decided to go wait in line at Academy for the rest of the game Oh, buddy. because I was convinced oh, that they were going to win. I was like, oh, they got this. They got this in the bag. They're up by three runs.
0: It's fine. No worries. Yeah. I remember uh, I think in the eighth or ninth, Derek Holland was pitching and he came up to bat and he like hit a single or double or something. And I was like, oh my God, Derek Holland just got a hit. Like he's like a relief pitcher in this game. It's happening.
2: Oh yeah. It was like everything was
0: falling the right way.
2: And And then I'll (laughs) tell you this, my roommate's girlfriend.
0: Yeah. My roommate's girlfriend came over who is a contrarian. He married her eventually, which I still hate her for this very moment. Uh, she came in and it was in the bomb of the ninth and then, uh, the Nelson Cruz moment happened and she started laughing.
1: Oh and, no. Man. And I looked but at
0: her man. and I said, I hate you. <laughs> and then uh, I went to their wedding and I've been saying little curses under my breath at them this whole time. And he a <laughs> podcast, But, uh, they've been married for like seven years now and I'd really love if they could just get a nice big divorce at some point. So <laughs> <laughs> that's Holy hilarious. Shit. Okay, a nice little divorce, like small divorce, like, okay. just a, divorce. like a small, okay. Like life's a little like, civil. like, yeah, yeah. No, no lawyers just get the thing settled. They don't have any kids. I think that might be my fault too. Cause I just, I'm constantly sending bad thoughts into her womb. So, uh. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> I, this is going you're not releasing this right this is just like us talking for fun i yeah. i can i can take this part no out. no no leave it in i want <laughs> the world to know <laughs> i'm going
2: oh, to man. hell you're gonna like dm this part to to your buddy and his wife and she's gonna
0: be like man what the fuck <laughs> no no no. she'd be like Ugh. <laughs> That's what she sounds like he's gonna he's like, currently in medical school and she's currently doing nothing with her life I mean, so. that's a very contrarian thing to do. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's very on brand. Like, so whenever he comes to visit Texas, she doesn't come because she's like, I hate Texas. I don't want to go. So F her. Yeah. We don't need the energy here. Yeah. <laughs> so. GTFO is what I wish I would have said in that moment. I should have just shut her. Shut the door. We would have won the game. if She hadn't come over. We would have won. And then Josh Hamilton hit a home run. huh. Oh. Man, Darren Oliver, the first pitcher I ever saw pitch a Rangers game in person. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, why did we bring up Game Six? Who was? Which one of you was that? I hate you now. I think, I think that was two. me. Oh, <laughs> was I don't remember. You it doesn't matter. The bullet. I mean, just, we'll see. <laughs> I'll come back on your podcast eventually, but I, I'll need a yes. full Twitter apology thread. <laughs> <laughs> And a gift card to Wingstop,
2: and then oh, be- you know what? It was me because I said after 2011 the Rangers started
0: doing. Ah, uh, you fucking bitch! Why would you bring that up? 2011, the best year and the worst year. Yeah, yeah. It really was, dude. If, no. those had,
1: if those two had happened like in the same year, I would have been, I'd be just relentless to this day, just relentlessly like 2011 guys, 2011 all the time, mm-hmm. like would uh. not. I-
0: See I've, the I've thing
2: is, like, I'm still try. upset about the fact that the Mavs have not won a playoff series since 2011.
0: No, don't be. See, honestly, like, I gave Dirk in that whole era the as long as they wanted because that 2011 run was so special and so great that I don't even care. Like now Dirk's retired, I have expectations. Again. Yeah. Like I need Luca and Kristaps to get to the playoffs this year and need us to be competitive, and especially since since we won the the championship. The Heat were dominant, and then the Warriors emerged. And so it's not like anybody who's been good has done anything except the Warriors and the Heat since then. Like the Rockets have been yeah. trying so hard, and they can't get past the Warriors. So it's kind of a good time to suck.
2: I yeah, mean, that, that's true. Second. I hate the way James Harden plays basketball, so I'm I'm glad to see the Last Rockets night lose.
0: Was a joy. Oh. it was. Well, that was when Chris ball got the ball stolen by Clay. Oh, I love claymath. And then clay clay.
2: waking up this morning and reading those stories about the shit that Chris Paul pulled before the game started.
0: Oh, yeah. the oh. Get off the court. And then yeah. like Steph yelled at him. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so special. It, it, it's but great. I hated the Warriors the first year. I cheered when the Cavs beat them in the finals year two. But now I'm like full on. I cheer for them in the playoffs. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's kind of. Like, I mean, it's not very often that you get to see a true dynasty. Oh, and I hope Katie stays. I'll be bummed if Katie leaves. I know I'm crazy, but like, no, I mean, how amazing see- would it be to keep
2: that dynasty going?
0: Yeah. Could they win five in a row? Could they win six in a row? Could they win seven out of eight? Like, what's possible and for
2: them? I would love to see them beat LeBron one more time in the finals
0: and then well, that's just. Not gonna happen.
2: LeBron's I know. I know, but. Could you just LeBron. imagine, like one day, Clay going up to to LeBron and just
0: being like, not one, not two, not oh. three, not yeah, four, <laughs> just go full heel. You, yeah. want, you want my uh, you want my fire take? The Lakers aren't making the playoffs this year either. Like, uh, dude, the
1: they, West is gonna be a bloodbath. So I don't, oh, I don't know if that's really a fire take yet.
0: No, I mean, because they're they're probably gonna get another superstar, right? But they're still not. Maybe, be the man, I
1: don't know. Who are they gonna get? Because <laughs> like, they're I, not I gonna get Kawhi. Kawhi.
0: I think they're going to no. get Kawhi. You think no. going to? I think Kawhi's going to the Clippers, man.
2: Yeah, Kawhi's going to go to the
0: Clippers. Uh, I don't think he is. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why? Kawhi to the Clippers? Like,
2: why? Uh, because I mean, let's be honest. The Clippers are the more stable
0: L.A. organization. There's no doubt. But like, why does Kawhi want to go to L.A. so bad? Like, so it's just weird to me, because the weather's really nice. I I get that. But guess what? The but he's also – in L.A. anyway.
2: Yeah, but he's also like a super low-key guy, so if he wants to be super low-key but live in nice weather, he goes to the Clippers.
0: Dude, go to, I don't know, Golden State. Great weather in the Bay Area. I love that. God, couldn't win Golden State. on that <laughs> fucking team. God, I'd be so mad, dude. You know I'd go to the Kings. I'll say this. No, Sacramento weather sucks. Um, I'll say this. If I was a Kawhi-level type player, which... Mm. <laughs> I mean, if I hadn't broke my arm my uh, freshman year of college, I had all those NBA offers. But if uh, if I had been one of these Kawhi level players, I would 100 percent take a veteran's minimum and go play in Golden State. Like that like such a fun thing. Like think about Boogie Cousins; he doesn't have to do a damn thing, and he's going to win a ring. Yeah, and like people are going to say that ring doesn't really count for anything. But who cares? You still got a ring, like. Oh yeah, absolutely. Still, I, uh, says
1: I'm still gonna see on his B-ball ref page, you know. I play yeah. 2K,
2: my GM, and you can you can actually like unlock a badge that allows for you to sign one superstar for a one-year vet minimum to win a <laughs> ring. Awesome. So, so I yeah. did that. Like I had this luxury luxury tax team, and we had won like three in a row, and um, and James Harden had uh finished his contract with the Rockets and he's like 33. And so I just went over to James Harden, still like a 94 overall player and was like, hey, come play for us and win a ring. Sign the vet minimum for one year. And he did, and we
0: won a ring. It was great. Uh, see, like I just I'm surprised that the players are so interested in getting paid. I get, okay. They all want to get paid. Like Chris Paul is like the head of the players rep, which is why he took that stupid deal. He took, which is really just going to like in 2021, he gets 44 million. Oh, it's <laughs> a poison pill it. contract. Yeah. I it's love Amazing. It so but he took that deal. Cause he thinks it's better for the players. Right. But mm-hmm. what he doesn't realize is like, ah, when you have a salary cap league, it ruins the way you can build a team. Like you can't build a team. If you can't sign free agents, like, yeah, so, the Rockets can't really get better now. They're no, screwed. the Rockets are done. 90- Especially because they have a cheap-ass owner. Well, oh, that doesn't help. But like the cheap-ass owner only allows you to re-sign players you already have. Mm-hmm. And since they've already blown that thing, like they yep. have Clint, they have uh, James, they have Chris. That's like 90% of their salary cap right there. So they're not going to sign any free agents forever. <laughs> like, And then they're a- going to
2: let any guy that's not a minimum salary guy go as well. Right. It's So it's going to be those two. Oh, I'm so happy
0: they're screwed.
1: Yeah, me Fuck too. Fuck the Rockets. I agree.
2: Well,
0: that's <laughs> a nice way to end it, right? Fuck yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, love or hate the Mavericks, or love or hate Mark Cuban, really, for the shit that he pulls as an owner. At least he's willing to
0: spend money. He, he definitely spent money and then immediately stopped spending money. The second we won a championship, which I'm fine with, because we went the we got the ring. So yeah, but now I think it's time to. Open I think up that. yeah, I think we're starting. I think he's about to start.
2: Yeah, problems. Well, keep definitely. in mind, uh right around the time that the Mavs won was when the repeater tax came into into being. Dude,
0: it was and such a so, bad time. The CBA yeah. came out that summer. There was a lockout. It was bad. It was yep. a bad culmination of events. Although and and so like that's the, when
2: the repeater tax happened, and that's when Cuban's like, well, we're going to probably not win another championship, so why would I pay the repeater tax? But I think he'd be willing to go into the luxury and repeater tax now that we're going to be good again.
0: I hope so. Let's just not use it on Kimball Walker, right? Somebody at me, Skylar in Dallas, tell me about <laughs> Kimball Walker tax. I really want to hear it. I'm sure you guys
1: oh, man, I love you like, on Twitter. You
0: don't <laughs> this team. At, at this point, I don't care. I mean, who else Stop. are we going to get? Uh, anybody else. I'd rather have like you two starting in the backcourt than Kimba Walker and Luca. <laughs> <laughs> Our defense would be atrocious. It, it'd be better than Kimba Walker's defense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But then
2: again, I would also find it hilarious to watch a Rick Carlisle Mavs team be a second, se- a seven second or less team.
0: Oh, it'd be so fun. If he wants to bring Mike, Dan, Tony, the three named coach in as an assistant, once he gets fired in Houston, like next year, I'm cool with that. Bring oh that man, like that would blessed. be so
2: much fun. Yeah. Or bring cool. back, uh, bring back Nelly as a uh, as an advisor. Oh. dude, he's yeah. so high. He doesn't care right now. <laughs> love that's my hero right around. there.
0: I love that's me. That's how one of you when I grow up. <laughs> uh, that's why he's my. Uh, that's why he's my avatar. I know, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I love looking at it every single time. come uh. across my timeline. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, people, can you guys go on Twitter now and uh, take a poll? Who did better as a guest? Was it me or Bobby? Vote now. Uh, and we'll see. Was it the guy who gets paid for a living to do Maverick stuff or me? So <laughs> I can't wait the results. I'm sure it's going to be great for me.
2: Or <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm going to put down a third option, just being like, don't fight about this bullshit.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. We fights. That's what this is all
2: about. Oh, okay. man. No. I, I loved bo- having both of you on.
0: Oh, we yours. talked to you about jerseys. We talked to Bobby about Pokemon. It was great. <laughs> hey, Pokemon, go to the movies this weekend. <laughs> it's better than Pokemon going to the polls. Shut up. Stop. That didn't happen. That election didn't happen. <laughs> oh, what a sh- oh, terrible oh, hold on, Hold on. One, one political hot take. Bernie would have won. Bernie probably would have won. Yeah. I read a book about that this year. Uh, he would have won all those Rust Belt states for sure. So yeah, probably would have won. Although there's a possibility that like the Republicans would have just paid to have the word socialist sprayed all over the media for, the entire run and he yeah. might have lost too. like, who knows the fact he's a socialist is pretty tough anyway. <laughs> yep. My computer's All about right. to die. So it's been real guys.
2: Yeah. Thanks so much for coming. Uh, on, uh, I'll
0: see you guys in the DMS. All, All right, right, man.
2: Later. All right. And that was our talk with Skylar. Did you have a, a favorite part of the discussion there? Because, man, that was all over the place.
1: Uh, I will say that bringing up 2011 hurts me all the time, at least for the baseball fan in me. The Rangers it's,
2: 2011, not the Mets.
1: Mads- yeah, yeah, not the match, but the Rangers 2011 hurts me every single time. So I'm literally dying on the podcast <laughs> every time yeah. someone brings it up.
2: So I know. I bring it up just to spite you at this point. Yeah, I fucking hate it. I know. <laughs> I mean it it makes me sad too, but it's also just funny watching your reaction every single time I bring it up. Fucking hate it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Well with that, guys, uh thanks so much for listening to the Megapod. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Hoops and Heavis podcast. Again, follow Bobby Corolla on Twitter at Bobby Corolla, follow Skylar on Twitter at Skylar in Dallas, uh, follow us on Twitter at Hoops and Hefe and at Reddit Mavericks. Uh you can also check us out at mfls.com, hoops and heavisons.com, or subscribe to the podcast on any podcast app that you'd like. Yep.
1: Yeah there guys love y'all
2: until yeah until next week guys have a great one